Hello and welcome all to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast and welcome to episode 38. I'm your co-host Taylor Reeves alongside my other co-host here, Jacob Dupree, aka the Commissioner. And today we have a special guest, Casey. Casey Green has rejoined uh, the podcast today. Emphasis on special. (laughs) Casey, how are you doing today, man? I am good. I'm excited to be back and woo, Boomer Sooner. Gross. You know they should have lost, right? But they it, didn't. They got that dub. We were there. We saw it happen. They should have lost. We totally saw it. And speaking of surprises, uh, Jacob, uh, I think you have something to tell us about this trade that happened today. I'm not pregnant if that's what you're asking because I gave birth to in a fantastic trade, okay? Pretty much. <laughs> Your boy acquired TJ Hawkinson for Logan Thomas, my first round next year, and then uh, Cacho's second round next year, which, which I've traded for when I acquired Logan Thomas. And so pretty much my entire thought process with this was, I have no clue if I think that TJ Hawkinson is necessarily that great. I have no clue because he's a part of the Detroit Lions or that I like to call them the Detroit Kittens. But I kind of looked at it and I objectively thought about it. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to push for a title this year, just freaking push the chips in and go for it. If it happens and TJ Hawkinson stays up there, Great. I have a 24-year-old tight end for as long as his career goes. If he sucks, well, that sucks. May the rebuild begin and the quick process, the quick rebuild be very, you know, expedient, as the kids would say. So that was kind of my thought with it. Yeah, I had no idea what you were doing when you were texting me that at work today. Um, what's your thoughts on Hawkinson? I had no idea. I didn't see it till like an hour and a half later, and you had already made the trade by that point. <laughs> I was like, sorry, bro. I was in a meeting. My well, bad. One of those things like I just <laughs> I've always thought that TJ Hawkinson's a good talent. It's just, I didn't know if I wanted to pay that much, but then I looked at it and I'm just like, if my team sucks, I can blow it up and I can get multiple first round picks with who I have. Right. Jacob, or sorry, not Jacob, Casey. Casey, what was your thoughts on this trade? I mean, I've told Jacob uh, Dupree over the phone several times that he is uh, one player away from winning our uh, OG dynasty. And I really thought that the tight end position was one that was very weak. So with his pickup of TJ Hawkinson, who I really believe is a great tight end. um, I think he only has the potential to go up and up and hopefully we'll uh, cross our fingers that he will destroy our overlord for the past two years, Austin Hicks. I mean, that's the, that's the plan, but let's just hope that he's that good. But then again, I mean, Austin did have, Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones in the same on the same roster. Okay. That was gross and disgusting. How he how he got away with that, we'll never know. It was the draft, man. It was the draft. That's all we can say. It's just the way way things kind of work out sometimes. And just to kind of put it in perspective for Hawkinson, he was uh, PPR tied in as a rookie 31. Then he jumped to five last year, and he's currently sitting at tied in number three. So you know, we may look back in three months from now and going, Hey, that was the trade that put Jacob over the top. It's like, uh, it's like the Milwaukee bucks right now. You have Calvin Ridley, you have, um, cook uh, or sorry, Dalvin cook. And it's like, all right, I need to, I need to, uh, figure out how to get some shooters here for Giannis. And that's what you did. You went out and got your tight end and that's the hope. you're like, who, who cares about the, uh, the number one overall pick in a few years? It's not going to matter. Cause if I win the championship this year, uh, I'll feel good about it. So, I mean, I'm not going to have the number one overall pick. I'll confirm that much. My team, I'm, no, unless I just blow up the shit, but 
I looked like kind of like we said, like I looked at him like, okay, a first and a second round, that kind of hurts. But at the same time, if TJ Hawkinson hits, I don't have to worry about tight end for the next five, six, seven years potentially. And that's that's all I can ask. Yeah, no, absolutely. And especially with tight end becoming more of a premium when you see players like Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, and as we've as we've discussed, even Logan Thomas. Uh, so I feel like this is a very good trade, Mark Andrews. Uh, so it'll definitely be fun to see how that plays out, especially after watching that Monday night game last night. I mean, he was basically the Lions offense for that first half, and it oh, was yeah. spectacular. And then, you know, the Packers clamped down. And, you know, uh, right now, especially for this year, it's like he is going to get eight to nine targets per game. Pretty much guaranteed. Pretty much guaranteed. Without a doubt. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so we're going to move into our sleepers for week three as Thursday night football is right around the corner. Um, You know, that's one of the beautiful things about fantasy football is it makes you care about every single game. And I never thought I would say this, but I'm actually looking forward to Davis Mills versus that Carolina Panthers. Seriously, Um, you're looking forward to that? Like, well, I'm just curious, you know, I'm on I'm on the the Davis train right now. I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. They spent a third round pick on them. Nothing will happen. He, He'll be replaced by either Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, or whatever other poor soul gets drafted to Houston. Well, well, after Saturday's game, I don't know if the Texans need to take Spencer, and that's coming from an OU alumni. Oof, oof. Yeah, no, he uh, he's got he's got some explaining to do. Um, Excuse me while I go cry for a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> All righty. So, Casey, if you wouldn't mind kicking it off with who your QB sleeper of the week is. Well, I mean, guys, we're going to start out just with the worst team in football is uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos are going against the Jets this week. So I can't imagine why Teddy Bridgewater would not have a good week this week. Um, he's been doing great so far. His team's 2-0, and and he's leading his, uh, leading his team right away right now. So my sleeper pick for this week is Teddy Bridgewater for the quarterback position. Yeah, I definitely think that works. I think the only thing you're kind of concerned about is what if they're up 17 to nothing in the first quarter? That's Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams all day. But I think if they get up 17 to nothing that quick, it's probably because of a long touchdown pass to either Cortland Sutton or maybe Tim Patrick. That's so a good like thought. All righty. So, Jacob, who is your picks? So, I'll tell you right now, my quarterback picks will sound very familiar because they're the same two I picked last week. I'm pretty sure I'm going with Matt Ryan and Derek Carr again. Okay. Don't, don't look at me like that, Taylor. Stop. Matt Ryan's playing against the Giants, okay? That's <laughs> that's all I need to say because if they can't get the running game going with Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson, what? how else are they going to move the ball? They're going to have to pass the ball. It's a great week. And I told you, if you wanted to buy on Calvin Ridley, do it before Sunday because after that, he's going to be back to his untouchable price. Derek Carr, I mean, he's still being underrated. I think he's projected for like the 16th or 17th quarterback whenever they're going up against Miami Dolphins, Okay. The Dolphins are not – the Dolphins have a very good defense, but the fact that he's probably going to be missing Josh Jacobs as of the time of this recording, it looks like he's going to be out. I think it's going to be Derek Carr's arm doing it again, and I can see him throwing for 300-plus yards and two or three touchdowns to keep that game proactive and to keep the Raiders on top. All righty. Um, so I, I think those are great picks, uh, very solid picks uh, from both of you guys. Um I feel like I have Teddy Bridgewater in one of my leagues. I feel like I may start him as a QB uh, this week after seeing him, you know, have around 20 points uh, the last two weeks. And then, of course, you can't go wrong with Matt Ryan and Derek Carr. 
the two QBs I picked is Ryan Tannehill and Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold is off to a terrific start with the Carolina Panthers, and I think it's definitely going to continue uh, this week against the Texans uh, here in the Thursday night game. And then with Ryan Tannehill, uh, Derek Henry is a uh, unstoppable beast. And so with the 17 passes that he may get, uh, I feel like he may throw for three touchdowns uh, this week because I feel like defense, uh, defense this year, or sorry, this week with the Colts, um, you know, is, is definitely going to be like, all right, we're putting 11. We're going to put as many people in the box as humanly possible. And <laughs> it's just, you're going to get one on zero on the outside. And, and someone's just going to be able to pop open, whether it be Julio Jones or AJ Brown uh, or shoot. I mean, it could be Derrick Henry going down for a wheel route. That's, that's still shocking. I mean, <laughs> tweeted about, it. I mean, he's got, I think more targets than Austin Eckler right now. Albeit Austin Eckler had zero in the first game and then nine in the second. It's still absolutely insane. And that's just something that's mind blowing. If he does keep catching passes, oh my God. And he gets like faster as the game goes on. It's like him and Aaron Jones. It's just as the game wears on, it seems like they get better. I think everyone else just slows down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. All righty, Casey, who is your running back pick uh, sleepers of the week? Well, this might just be because of my personal uh, 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 sentimental, but I'm wanting James Conner to have a good week. They're playing the Jags. Any reason why they shouldn't? Really need uh, Jason or uh, James Conner to have a good week because uh, he's my one of my running backs on the, in the OG league. And then I also got a Tyson Williams because they're playing the Lions this week. And I kind of thought they're going to run the score up. He should get plenty of carries there toward the end. Yeah, I mean, that Tyson Williams is one of those guys that you just kind of play right now until you don't can't play him anymore. I think that I that's a that's about all you got. And James Conner, I mean, he's averaging more carries than Chase Edmonds per game right now. You just kind of have to hope that he gets the goal line carries. Those are very solid picks, Casey. I like them both. Jacob, who is your running backs for this week? All right, I have a couple scary ones. One of them is Miles Gaskin because. He is on the Dolphins, and right now, Tua Tagovailoa might not start because of that rib injury. You never know. Injured ribs suck. But anyways, I think that Miles Gaston is going to be Mr. Necessary. So basically, I think that uh, if Jacoby Brissett has to start, that he's going to be checking the ball down to Miles Gaston because he's going to be too scared to throw the ball down to anybody else across the field. Then my other guy, I actually have Tony Pollard because I really feel like this is the beginning of the takeover. I kind of feel like, like you said on – uh, Tuesday's podcast, Taylor, that it's going to be kind of like a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt situation, but I feel like Tony Pollard is going to begin his ascension as Ezekiel Elliott kind of begins his slow descension. I agree with that, Cotton, uh, 100%. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as, I'm right. <laughs> Casey, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, and we talked about it in one of the episodes that you were on. I, I think – as much as I would love to see Zeke have a renaissance, uh, Tony Pollard just looked way more explosive. He looked this way too good. Chargers. He looked way too good to keep him on the sidelines. And I know sometimes, um, shoot, who's the coach now? I'm drawing Mike McCarthy. Board. Yeah, McCarthy can be a goof sometimes. Um, you know, in previous years with the Packers, he he can't keep Tony on the sidelines. I know that they gave all this money to Zeke, but I feel like in the long run, I think. McCarthy's going, we need Zeke for the playoffs. So let's kind of grind on Tony a bit and see what he's able to do. And if we're able to be explosive and protect our two marquee players in Dak and Zeke, so be it. I mean, it definitely makes me sad because we have 
a player here who the Cowboys just spent millions and millions of dollars, way too much money to keep him. 90 million over Cowboys to underperform. Um, I agree that Tony Pollard is or had an awesome week, but I just think for as much money as they paid Ezekiel Elliott, they are still going to have to find ways to put him in the offense or they're going to have to trade him. And so I see the Cowboys more trying to find ways to involve him in the offense. I mean, I, I don't want to startle you, but week one, uh, Ezekiel Elliott got about 80%, about 84% of the snap counts for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard had 24. Week two, it was Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, 71% of the snaps. Tony Pollard, 34% of the snaps. So basically that's a difference from going a 50 count, a 50 snap difference to about, you know, a 23 snap difference. I think the takeover is, is nigh. We saw it with our eyes. Freaking Tony Pollard's a beast. He's one cut and gone. But we'll see what happens. We're, we're still on edge, toes dipping in the pool. See what happens. I think he'll be a solid flex this week. So my running backs for this week, I have uh, Cordell Patterson. I get it. He's a flex player as running back slash wide receiver. But he had 21 points this past week. I understand there's some consistency issues there. But it looks like he may be able to carve out a decent role here with Atlanta. And as they're taking on um, the Giants this week, who had the 30th overall defense last week, um, I I think there's a really good chance to have a lot of points scored between the Giants and the Falcons. Uh, And I think that Patterson will be able to play a role into this, whether it be in the passing game or the running game. Uh, The other running back that I have, uh, my sleeper pick is Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think he's going to be very consistent. They are playing the, the New York Jets. And being able to have that good um, sort of pass play action with Teddy Bridgewater, which I know that sounds weird. Uh, Why would you be able to do a play action? But yes, it is possible to fake the pass for a run. And I think Melvin Gordon is uh, definitely going to have more consistent uh, runs. And, you know, he's he's off to a good start here. Not going to lie. That really confuses me. You fake a pass to get a run. Yeah. You, You use the pass to set up the run. Okay, that, that, that statement makes sense, but okay. not faking a pass for a run. Because in my head, I just saw Bobby Boucher and Waterboy saying, no, 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 he fakes the fake. That's all I just heard. <laughs> Look, man, I'm dehydrated. It's been a long day. I haven't had dinner yet, okay? Hydrate up, baby. I I say. I'm trying. I'm trying to look with, with, the, with the commemorative cup. Rip. Anyways, well, he takes a drink. Casey, what's your wide receiver of the day? Sleeper for the week. So uh, I actually got three, but I'm gonna. Two of them are on the same team. So I got a uh, Julio Jones with the Tennessee Titans, and then I have Rashard Higgins and uh, Donovan People Jones with the Browns. Uh, Julio Jones, uh, week one went for three receptions for 29 yards. Last week went for six receptions for 128. And looking at and looking at all the highlights that I did, I think. What the heck is that? I'm so sorry that went off. Wow. Um, as much as uh, Michelob Ultra is not an, an, an ad, <laughs> should be. not an ad, but should be. Should be. Um, Anyways, so, so what brought I to you by the TB12 uh, method of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> Avocado <laughs> toast, but we don't eat bread. Um, so for Julio Jones, I think that uh, that uh, the relationship between him and Ryan Tannehill have worked, has worked itself out. So I think that they're going to have a uh, good connection against the Colts this week. And then uh, – Rashard uh, Higgins or Donovan People-Jones, they're playing the Bears this week. And with OBJ out and Jarvis Landry, 
I think either one of them or even both of them could have a good game. But uh, it's theirs to lose, for at least I mean, for the next few weeks. Baker's going to have to throw the ball to somebody. That's yeah. pretty much the model of that story. And we'll hear about that with my tight end sleeper, wink, wink, because we're on the same wavelength with that. Uh, for my wide receiver, I have – I actually just have one this week. I have Sterling Shepard. I think it's time to buy in. It's time to believe. If you're going to make a trade for him, you should probably do it before his price keeps getting higher and higher because all offseason we heard about how he's slimmed down, about how he's gained weight, and we've seen it translate to the field. I mean, I think he has 16 catches on like 18 targets. He's been extremely efficient. Daniel Jones is looking for him on every level of the field. So I think Sterling Shepard is going to be a guy that you can buy into, and he just might win you some money in DFS. I just had my water boy moment. You said you slimmed down and then gained weight. Wait, yeah, he slimmed down and gained muscle. Oh, sorry. Okay. There okay. we go. There we go. <laughs> Hold up. Quick fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I, I think that's a great pick. And I've, I've been telling you this, Jacob, I think the number change has played into a lot of the oh, psyches stop. of this play. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sterling Shepard, Marquise Brown. You let Marquise Brown was doing play. this last year. I'm just saying. It, it mm, can't hurt. It's a oh, psyche you, thing. Oh, you Homer. I, I'm, I'm meeting with any player. Micah Parsons, Is your wide receiver I mean. sleeper about to be Baker Mayfield? Well, he's a quarterback, Taylor. He can't be a wide receiver. No, sleeper. no, not so fast. Not so fast. Uh, my sleeper picks, uh, Jacob's going to hate this one. Uh, Devontae Smith. Eh. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I think, and I hate picking an idol, but um, he's, he's been impressive so far. And it seems like him and uh, Jalen are picking up right where they left off at Alabama. Um, especially here early together? on. Did they even play together? Yeah, he was a freshman. Like I said, did they even play together? Yeah, I mean, technically, yes, they did. Um, <laughs> um, so I feel like they have good rapport. And then Rondell Moore, uh, he came on fire last week. Uh, I think he's going to be able to continue that this week as they continue to try to diversify the Arizona Cardinals offense. Granted, you know, uh, when in doubt, throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. But if he has triple covered, you know, Rondell Moore with the jet sweep here and be able to, you know, catch the nine route occasionally, it uh, doesn't hurt too, too bad either. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'll break the awkward silence, which is great for an audio podcast. Okay. Uh, well, let's uh, go to tight end. Sorry. Um, uh, Casey. Um, I put down Kyle Pitts. They're playing the Giants this week and we're still, uh, defense, we're, we're going to see it happen this week. Now, is that a sleeper if he's the sixth overall projected tight end? Casey, it, Abigail, but, it is, but it is the tight end position, which doesn't really like listen, not very many. It doesn't take very many tight, very much to get into the top five, ten if you're a tight end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just FYI, my internet crashed, so I don't know which player he's talking about. That's fine. No, we'll we'll just Kyle leave Pitt. it in illusion. No, dang it, Casey, you ruined everything. Kyle Pitts, okay. But uh, my first off, I like to pick. Uh, second off, I have Austin Hooper because, like I said a second ago, I think Baker Mayfield's going to have to throw the ball to somebody, and I think it's going to be Austin Hooper will, will reap that benefit because – He's going to be a weapon in the red zone, and I still figure that they're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field against Chicago Bears. All righty. Well, Jacob, who is your player of the week? My tight end? Yeah. That I just said? <laughs> we, we apologize for the technical dif- difficulties that are occurring because everything is cutting out. Hey, well, it's, it's your turn unless you just want to skip. 
No, I'm I'm taking my turn. I picked Kyle Rudolph because Evan Ingram is out for the game, and I think he's going to get some targets this week. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that and move on to defense. <laughs> Casey, defense before my internet cuts out again. Gotta love technology. <laughs> uh, I went I went with the Patriots. They're playing uh, the Saints, and Jameis Winston is back to doing Jameis Winston things, which is throwing interceptions. So I'm going with the Patriots the patriots well aren't you two just little cute friendly gingers with each other both choosing the patriots well now i have to pick another team because he chose no, the just, patriots. just choose them it's fine i did not know you were going to do that i'm sorry Taylor. It's because you guys I'm are gingers that- and you have the yeah. ginger mind meld it's pretty weird of you guys if i close one eye i can see inside of uh casey's uh classroom right now that, that's awkward but for my defense of the week, I know I just said that the Browns will move the ball up and down the field, but I also feel like there's a chance since he has inexperienced receivers that Baker is going to throw a couple more INTs. And so I actually have the Chicago bears as a sleeper defense because I think they're going to be able to get pressure on Baker Mayfield. And I think because he doesn't have the same quality of receivers on the other end that he's going to be throwing a couple more interceptions, such as the one pick that he threw last week. That's because the receiver just stopped running the route. He turned around and just tapped out because he thought he wasn't getting the ball when Baker was anticipating him to keep coming through the middle. So I think that has an increased chance to happen a couple of times, even with OBJ back. Yeah, no, I think it's possible. It'll just depend on what what the injury report is going to be Sunday morning. If, if one of the two Landry or OBJ is able to come back, I think that offense is going to be humming. Um, I also think Stefanski knows that that's going to be happening and we may see a game similar, a game plan similar to what the Titans and the Seahawks did or or what the Titans did against the Seahawks, where it's just like, we got to pound the ball. Like I see Stefanski or Kevin Stefanski going to Nick Chubb and be like, Hey, we got to be careful here. It's going to be all right, but you're going to get 25 carries and, um, Kareem Hunt's going to get 12 targets. And I know that the bears are going to key on that. And Rokon Smith is going to be all over the place, but. I don't know. They may just be able to, as a, um, what's his name? Hank Schramm used to sh- uh, say back in the day with the Cleveland or with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, we're just going to trickle the ball down the field, guys. Hey, four yards at a time. Every time, every three, listen, if you have three carries for four, four yards each, there's a first down every time. You're welcome for that, by the way. Anyways, ah, techno- technology. Technology, I tell you. Well, I, I'm glad uh, the uh, the uh, DMs, is, uh, the IM messages for the Zoom chat is still working. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Just making sure we're on the same page. Oh, no, we're definitely still on the same page. And uh, let's uh, just recap real quick, and then we'll go to a quick commercial break. Casey, you go first. Am I doing all of my picks? Uh, yes, sir. Just so that way the uh, the folks at home can know. And when I mean the folks at home, I mean Ben here in three weeks when he listens to this in week six. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> okay, so for my quarterback, I got Teddy Bridgewater. For my running backs, I've got James Conner and Tyson Williams. My wide receivers, I have Julio Jones, Richard Higgins, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. For tight end, I got Kyle Pitts. And for my defense, it is the New England Patriots. Oh, the tight end is a cop-out. My sleepers are Matt Ryan and Derek Carr, again, for the quarterbacks. Not Running back, I have Miles Gaskin and Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard will be a very good flex. My wide receiver, I have Sterling Shepard. My tight end, Austin Hooper. My defense, the Chicago Bears. 
All righty. And my sleeper picks is Ryan Tannehill and Sam Darnold at quarterback. Then at running back, I have Melvin Gordon and Cordell Patterson. I get it. He's an offensive weapon. Um, <laughs> at wide receivers, I have Devontae Smith and Rondell Moore. At tight end, I have Kyle Rudolph. And then at defense, uh, me with my ginger brethren, uh, the New England Patriots. Someone send help. I'm surrounded by two gingers. Uh, you know, it is what it is. All righty, folks, um, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll do our week three matchups and the goldmine game of the week. Hold on to your butts. It's going to be a fun one. Hello and welcome all. Welcome back to episode 38. And we're going to do week three matchups here. We have Casey here. We have, of course, the AKA Woo. the commissioner. Everyone That's is me. still present for this. And my Internet is working at the moment. That's a step in the right direction. So, Ben, Hallelujah. when you're listening to this in October, let me know how the matchups went, okay? Be <laughs> sure to send him a text. <laughs> he really needs to listen to it for real. Casey, make sure send him a text because we were we were encouraging him at the tailgate. We're like, hey, you need to, you need to get caught up. We, I understand that you got a busy life, but we all make time to listen to podcasts. <laughs> He's not that busy. I'll text him right now. <laughs> What are you talking about? I feel like landscaping is very busy this time of the year. Coming from someone who nah. landscaped for a long time, kind of the mowing is the downfall, but the, the actual landscaping, like retaining walls, that's about to start increasing. Right. Irrigation. And welcome to our landscaping NPR podcast. Listen, I can make a good one. Him. Hey, I guarantee you could probably talk about Kentucky fed grass. I, I, honestly, I really can. That I, I want to have that breakdown about uh, Kentucky versus Bermuda while concurrently um, Casey is talking about the Civil War, <laughs> but specifically about General Grant. General Grant. Not, that not seemed General to have been Lewis. a hot topic this past year during uh, COVID. <laughs> really good History Channel um, uh, trip on that. So, anyways, all right, let's get into it. Thursday night football game. We have Davis Mills making his first start against the Carolina Panthers. Should be a good one, guys. Uh, Casey. Good one. Air quotes. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. just happy football. we have football on a Thursday. Casey, who are you picking? Carolina or Houston this week? I, I have to think Carolina. I mean, without a quarter experienced quarterback against a, uh, a Carolina offense that has uh, Christian McCaffrey and uh, Robbie Anderson, Panthers hands down. I mean, okay. I think for me, it's the Panthers' defense has been so locked up. And by the way, since this is airing on Thursday in our OG League, when you see me add them for a certain amount of fab dollars, don't judge me for it because I think they might be legit. <clears throat> but I just like the Panthers because I don't think Houston's going to be able to do a dang thing. No, I mean, at least they've had a competent team the last two weeks. Um, but yeah. Rod Taylor, who will not be there. True. I, I agree. Uh, Taylor is a. Uh, He's extremely an underrated QB, in my opinion. Um, he he's just had some really tough breaks a lot of the different places he's been, whether it been with the Chargers, with Justin Herbert. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, everything that was going on there in Cleveland, you name it. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree. Carolina all the way. I think it's not even gonna be close, maybe 30, 13, something like that. Sam Darnold's gonna look great, and I hope DJ Moore scores a lot of touchdowns. And Christian McCaffrey's just in the doghouse. 
<laughs> not like I'm playing good everything. But good, good luck with that. Anyways. <laughs> All righty. So let's move into the big slate for the weekend, starting off with the premier game, potential Super Bowl matchup. Maybe no. uh, we have, I know uh, Washington football team against the Buffalo Bills with no Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's zero chance that it's happening. Unless Taylor Heineke just goes crazy. Like he did against Tampa in the playoffs last year. There's just, just no. Casey, how about yourself? I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Buffalo. I mean, I just, I kind of agree with Jacob. Like Tyler Heineke is a, is a, it seems to be like a fun quarterback to watch. But he's not Ryan Fitzmagic, so I'm going with Buffalo, and that defense is stellar. Yeah, um, after the last two weeks with Antonio Gibson, if he does not get going this week, I may pull out my hair. Um, I'll I'll take him off your hands. Trade him to me. Ignore J.D. I called this first. No. Speaking of J.D., J.D. McKissick had 20 points last week in some leagues. Hey, I'll take um, him too. I, I know you will, Casey. I know you will. <laughs> Someone needs a running back. Uh, but yeah, um, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, should I say more Buffalo Bills? I mean, I think the way that Washington's defense has been playing, that's kind of not an edge in the right favor. However, Ron Rivera did come out and say like, hey, I'm pissed that the defense has been sucking recently. Yep. So I think you're going to see them play a much better game. But I think unless Taylor Heineke shows something that just takes it to another level, I really think it's going to be Buffalo's game. And I think something to watch with Buffalo is Devin Singletary versus Zach Moss because last week, yes, Zach Moss had a fumble, but I think Devin Singletary did as well. So, and this year, like their running back is actually proving kind of more of a potent, like of a pertinent, you know, option for fantasy. So just something to kind of loosely keep an eye on. All righty. So moving right along, we have the, oh, Sorry, that was the get wrong off my, get off I'm, my I'm sorry, I did. I was looking at the wrong moniker. Um, so <laughs> the third matchup for week three, we have the Bears taking on the Cleveland Browns. Jacob, who are you picking? I'm actually going to shock the world and pick uh, Chicago because I think this is going to be Justin Fields coming out party. Uh, Cleveland allowed Terod Taylor to be 10 for 10 out of the gates, and they allowed him, I think it was like a 30-yard rushing touchdown or something. So I, I think that the way that defense has been playing as of last week in Cincinnati, I think they can do the same thing this week to Cleveland because Baker Mayfield won't have the same level of weapons that Joe Burrow did. So give me the Bears, baby. Casey? I'm going with the Browns. I don't know what he's Ooh. talking about over there. I just uh, – I mean, I, I agree with him that Mayfield may not have the numbers that he's had up to this point, but – you're not stopping Nick Chubb, so Bear or Browns this week. Khalil Mack disagrees. I think um, it's it's going to be a close ball game, but I'm I'm taking the pedestrian offense of the Browns is going to do a better job than the pedestrian offense of the Bears. I I believe more in Stefanski than Matt Nagy, so I'm picking the Browns in a close one though, probably like 19 to 14, a really ugly game. Uh, I think people are going to watch it, but it's not going to be something to behold to. It'll be like, eh, okay, the Browns were able to win that one. I like being the underdog in this situation because I'm going to like being right, hopefully, whenever the, the Bears win by four points. Okay. All righty. So uh, our first um, kind of splitting of the pathway there. Um, yeah, go so figure. We- it's the one with the soul against the two who don't have a soul. Okay. All righty. Um, the next game we have Baltimore taking on Detroit who 
Detroit displayed a valiant first half and then completely um, messed up. Hey, they they, let, the they led at halftime. Okay. If they were ahead, no, they were ahead 17 to 14, then lost 35 to 17. So sounds about right. That's the ultimate underdog story right there. So Casey, who are you picking? Uh, we're definitely going Baltimore here. Just uh, Lions are in the middle of a rebuild, and I just do not think they're going to be able to keep up with the Lamar Jackson offense. Give me the Lions. No, I'm totally kidding. No. Uh, I hate Lamar him. Jackson, but not that much, okay? Got him. The Ravens are going to win pretty handily. I think just from this game, there's two things to watch. It's going to be can Marquise Brown keep the streak up? Because I think he's up to eight games now with either a touchdown or 100 yards. Then also, I think you're still that, – that backfield, if it ever shakes out to be just – two guys even, or God forbid, if it's just one, whoever that guy is can win someone a league. So that's something just to kind of pay attention week after week. Yep. Uh, Lamar and company with the Ravens. Uh, I think Marquise Brown's going to have a big game and uh, even Williams may have a big game. I'm hoping Mark Andrews has a big game, but we'll see. Give me a TJ Hawkinson, 6,000 passing receiving yards. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> hey, Please, he's, God. he's on track for that. Please. Um, the next game we have, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Casey. Give me Kyler Murray. Let's go. OU, OU player. Ooh. All the way. Jacob. No, I'm just, I'm really excited about, I'm really excited about the Cardinals this year. I know we've talked about in a podcast before that I've been on, go back and listen to it, that, uh, if the Cardinals are going to win, the time is now. They have the offensive talent. Their defense is uh, getting there with Chandler Jones. And so I think this should be an easy win for them. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it should be a pretty handed, handy win for Arizona Cardinals. I think they're going to kind of beat the brakes off of Jacksonville. But from this game, I think the most important thing to kind of pay attention to is who does Trevor Lawrence throw the ball to? Is it going to be Marvin Jones? Is it going to be DJ Shark? Or is it going to be LaVisca Chenault if he plays? Because right now I know he has a shoulder injury. Most recent report as of the time of this recording has that he should play. But I think that there will be value from the Jacksonville wide receiver one position because Trevor Lawrence, he's a good passer. Say what you want about his week last week. I mean, he can throw the ball up there with probably a top half of the league already. So I think there's value to be had there. And then something to look for from Arizona's standpoint is, you know, once again, the running backs, because this is a high octane offense. And so you're going to want the running back from this currently it's Chase Edmonds, but James Conner every week is maintaining getting, you know, anywhere from eight to 12 carries. I know he had 16 carries. I think it was either week one or week two. So, I mean, that's just, there's value to be had there, especially in fantasy where running backs usually win you championships. So just keep your eyes on that one. Yep. Uh, I'm picking the Cardinals, but it's going to be fun to see what the Jaguars do. I'm hoping to see if James Robinson can get going, um, especially against the, the Cardinals defense, which has been kind of leaky uh, so far. Um, and then also with, uh, I really hope Marvin Jones, uh, plays well because I'm starting him over James Robinson potentially this week. Hey, so. me too. I'm going to have him in like three lineups. Hey, hey, look at that. We're a couple of Twinkies. Yeah. Combined between the two of us, we have one soul. Hey, okay. <laughs> All righty. So moving into probably one of the games of the week, definitely a divisional matchup here. We have the Los Angeles chargers taking on the Kansas city chiefs. Jacob, who are we picking? All right, this one was actually pretty difficult for me because I think Justin Herbert's going to have a fantastic week because I'm pretty sure last week he had like 200 yards and two touchdowns taken off by penalties. So 
With that being said, I think Kansas City is going to come back with a revenge narrative, being very frustrated with themselves that they lost on, uh, you know, the primetime game to the Baltimore Ravens. So give me Kansas City Chiefs. You know, something to keep watching from this game is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know I'm like, I'm running back heavy with the last like three games, but if CEH doesn't show me something this game, I'm honestly punting in Dynasty. I will trade him for something of value. I mean, I don't know. I'm just – he's really – give me red flags. So, that's my thing to watch. Casey? Um, I'm right there with uh, uh, Dupree. I just um, – it was a close decision for me as well, but I'm having to look at can the Los Angeles Chargers defense stop a Kansas City offense – even if uh, CEH does absolutely nothing, you're not stopping Tyree Kill. You're not stopping Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, you might stop one of them, but you can't stop both of them. So I'm, I just think, uh, and uh, Kansas City is going to be coming at them full of steam because of their uh, unfortunate loss. Like I believe they should have won, and they didn't. So I'm just super curious because the Chargers defense did put the brakes on Dak Prescott. Like Dak Prescott had a horrible fantasy game. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper did not have a good fantasy game. So I think that they're like, if they do win, it's because they're able to somehow limit Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I think they're going to let CEH run the ball for like three yards of carry because they're not scared of them. So that's, that's kind of the thing. The one thing that will cause the Chargers to win is them being able to limit either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. If uh, I, I would say in addition to that, too, that if this game was at L.A., my pick would probably be different as well. But okay. it's at Kansas City. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm picking Kansas City to win. I think it's a revenge game. I'm picking them by three. I think it's going to be a close, hotly contested game. Uh, very uh, it's it's going to come down to a drive or two, obviously, with it, you know, with me picking them uh, to win only by three. So. Definitely think there's going to be turnovers in this game and Kansas city is just going to have to continue to figure out how to get their playmakers open. But when you have Patrick Mahomes at the controls, can't hurt you too much. Okay. So moving into our next matchup here, we have the new Orleans saints uh, taking on the new England Patriots as they're uh, traveling up North. Uh, so Jacob, who are you picking? Oh, that's me. Oh, well, hello everybody from Canada. <laughs> but, uh, I think with me, I'm going with New England Patriots. Just you don't like my they, Boston accent? <laughs> it didn't sound Boston to me. It sounded like it was Canadian. <laughs> I mean, bonjour to you. But I feel like I got to go with the Patriots on this one just because I feel like Bill Belichick's going to have that defense keyed in and honed into where Jameis Winston sucks. And right now, we don't know. I mean, we had a week of great Jameis where he's 14 of 20 for five touchdowns and one week of god-awful Jameis where he threw multiple picks and he saved his day by a rushing touchdown. But from this game, I think the only thing that I am really going to care about this game is, is Alvin Kamara. Because if he puts up another garbage performance or even another very inefficient game like he did in week one, I think it would be time to sound the alarms. And especially in like redraft leagues, you sell him for a running back that works. Casey? I, um, up to this point, I have no idea. To be honest with you, I it depends on a lot of factors. I mean, which Jameis Winston are you going to see? Are you going to see the week one 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 where he threw five touchdowns against a Packers defense? Or are you going to see the one where he threw however many interceptions last week? So that will be a big factor. 
um, because I think New Orleans has the talent both on the offense and the defense to put up the game. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with the Patriots right now. They seem the most steady on both sides right now, um, even with uh, Mac Jones's uh, inexperience at quarterback up to this point. Uh, in the famous words of Bill Belichick, uh, "We're on to Tampa Bay." Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I I think they're gonna completely um, surgically defeat the the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think Bill, that's Bill, the best way to put it, too. It, it really is, because right now, Bill Belichick is is licking his chops because he's like, this is the team that I have wanted for 20 years, because he's back to where he started, which is we're playing defense, we're going to run the ball efficiently, and I have a quarterback that isn't going to turn the ball over, and we're going to control the time of possession, and we're just going to let the defense get after you. Yep. And Jameis Winston, 42 passes total for the past two games. That is not a good moniker, in my opinion for a quarterback who was QB four two years ago. Um, in, in my opinion, they need to be, I feel like Sean Payton is protecting Jameis by not throwing the ball that much. And he's, he's going to have to turn it up. Or I think there's an opportunity here that Taysom Hill may, may take the reins and, and they may be back in a quote unquote QB battle to shake things up. And like you said, especially if Alvin Kamara is inconsistent, they may bring Taysom in there to start running some spread option stuff just to kind of give some juice to this team in the Mm -hmm. 20 to 20 yard line. It's just because Alvin Kamara is the offense. If he doesn't do good, that team will fail. And Bill Belichick is a wise enough and evil enough, you know, overlord to know that. Yep. Uh, And then I'm also curious to see if any of the wideouts for the uh, Patriots can get going, either Jacoby Myers or Nelson Aguilar. All right, so moving into our next matchup here, we have Atlanta traveling up to New York City to take on the Giants in the Meadowlands. I'll I'll just jump in and I'll say this is my secret gold mine of the of the week. Okay, whoa, I know you're saying whoa. I know you're like it's, a little, it's okay, a little early, Jacob. Whatever, whatever, man. I know it's not the Raiders. Everybody can calm down. But oh, okay. I feel like with this game, even like Calvin Ridley, I feel like he's going to get back on track. I feel like he's going to score twenty plus fantasy points. Matt Ryan, I feel like he's going to score 20 plus, like probably 22, 23 plus fantasy points. And then you even flip it over to the other side. I feel like Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay with a squeaky wheel game because he was yelling at Jason Garrett saying, I need the ball, dang it. You paid me, now give it to me. Then I think Sterling Shepard's going to be the same way. The only, like, the only thing that I think might hold this back is, you know, crazy New York weather, which sometimes happens. Yep. But I can, I can see this game being a higher scoring affair, like 30 to 28, 33 to 30 type of an endeavor. So, this is my secret gold mine of the week. Don't be afraid to start any player in this game. And that includes like Mike Davis or meh, Mike Davis, Correll Patterson, Saquon. If you haven't bought him low yet, you better do it by the time the game starts or otherwise it's, it's all over with the crime. I like, I like your pick, Jacob. I'm just going to jump in because I agree oh, with that. Wins. I, I, I like that you pick Patterson. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think Daniel Jones is actually going to play well because it's yep. a crappy defense for the Falcons. Um, and so I think he's going to have a good game. I think it's going to be a high octane game, you know, maybe kind of cool this weekend. Maybe we'll get a little bowl of tomato soup or something, a nice grilled cheese. God. <laughs> Please stop. As we get into the fall. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, either. Casey, who's, who are you picking? I'm right there with you guys. We got two horrible defenses this week. Numbers should go up. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I'm taking uh, Matt Ryan over Daniel Jones. So give me the Falcons. Okay. All righty. So our next matchup, we have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling up to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, Jacob, who are you picking? You did this first because I chose Cincinnati to win, didn't you? Yes. You're sick. But yes, I'm choosing the Cincinnati Bengals to go to Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. And I think this would be the first time that Pittsburgh would have lost back-to-back home games in a hot minute. I didn't do any research. I just felt that in the old noodle. So I decided to say it out loud. Statistician. Oh, wait, we don't have one. We don't have one. We need to hire somebody. But anyways. <laughs> with the no money we have. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I feel like with this game that with, them miss, with the Pittsburgh Steelers defense missing TJ Watt, I feel like it's going to give that the Joe Burrow and that passing attack enough time to be able to kind of do whatever he wants. I don't know which receiver is going to be this week, but I know that one of those three, I think I firmly believe will have 100 plus yard game, six, seven catches and a touchdown. March good good luck i mean i i hope you're right i really do <laughs> but i just don't know which one i don't know who they're going to try to take away i mean that that's kind of my thing and plus i did see that ben roethlisberger is struggling with a pec injury at the current moment that could change some things and the way that offensive line has looked even cincinnati's defensive line should be able to get pressure and that's really saying something what he hasn't he has a pec injury i didn't i didn't read about yep. that yep saw that he had a pec injury today well I'm uh, I'm pulling a cotton and I am uh, switching my pick. Um, I'm glad I convinced you. No, it's a, it's a peck injury. Um, and plus I want Jamar Chase to do well. So if he's able to get over 90 yards, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. Um, so yeah, I think the Bengals are going to beat the Steelers this week. Casey. Uh, so I actually did see that report when it came out on ESPN about Ben Roethlisberger. And that is when I made the decision that the Bengals were going to win as well. Um, you guys are all copycats. I, would also, I, w- I would also throw out that I think uh, Najee Harris is finally going to have a game worth mentioning this week too against the Bengals. Yeah, you you better hope because if I'm a Najee Harris manager in redraft leagues, this is a yep. game where he should go. He should have a decent rushing game, like 15 carries for 80 yards. Like that's kind of the vein that I'm thinking. But if he doesn't get that. I really think it's time to sound the alarm. And if there's still a believer like C. Bruce in a redraft league, you should trade it for him for whatever you can get. All righty. So our next matchup, we have the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz taking on Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. Jacob, who are you picking? It's potentially Carson Wentz right now, because as of the last time I saw him, he sprained both of his ankles doing his best Rodney Dangerfield impersonation. And we talked about that on the previous episode. We we really did. I mean, if you haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, um, you should go back. It was pretty good. You should go back and listen to it. It It's pretty good. Just saying. Croaking all over the place. The last time that we were in a podcast, the Lions were beating the Packers. Okay. That's not saying something, but that's saying something. That was saying something. We're like, whoa, (laughs) what's going on here? I feel like in this game, without without a healthy Carson Wentz, this will be a very Derrick Henry runs the ball 25 times for 115 yards, something like that. I feel like Tennessee wins. I feel like they get back on track. But especially if this is a backup quarterback that they're playing, probably Jacob Eason, uh, I feel like you could stream Tennessee's defense from Indianapolis. If Carson Wentz doesn't play, the only person that's worth starting is Jonathan Taylor. And even that's like a flex at best. I wouldn't trust him with anything over like, you know, being a running back 26 on the week or something like that. If Carson Wentz does play. I think it's a much more competitive game and I would definitely be more okay with putting like Michael Pittman in, but I, I'm still going to kind of reserve some 
hope that Carson Wentz plays. Casey, what's your thoughts? Derek Henry, I trust. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I, I were in that Empire League that we're in. You know, I was supposed to lose to that guy. And then uh, Derrick Henry does what Derrick Henry does. And he got me 48 points last week for fantasy. So I'm just I'm, – I'm rolling. I'm rolling on the Henry train. I trust you, man. Get that get that win. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, Derrick Henry and company with the Tennessee Titans is just going to roll the Colts uh, this week. And all right. So we're going to move right into our next game here. We well, have one the- more quick thing. I would say – I wouldn't necessarily put super high expectations on Derrick Henry because he did just have 40 touches in an overtime game that they're going to travel back across the country for. Mm-hmm. He might be a little more tired, but I'm not saying he's going to be less than like probably running back 10 on the week. He'll take a nap. So, He'll be so can fine. We, can we get Dupree off this thing? Because I don't like what he just said. I'm sorry, sir. I can't hear you. I look too good. I, I think he's uh, – Casey, you, you should hope he's been saying that because he, he's also been saying that Derrick Henry's not going to run for another 2,000 yards. And I told he's him on Tuesday's to. episode, I was like, you're pissing the man off. He's listening to us. He's not I can't, going to. I can't wait till uh, we figure out, we get a social media manager, we get in touch with Derrick Henry, and I'm like, Derrick, my man, after you ran 2,000 yards, my co-host has not believed in you since for the last 10 years. Nope, he's not going to do it. Can confirm. Jacob, confirm Derrick Henry hater along with Lamar Jackson. I'm not a Derrick Henry hater. Lamar Jackson hater? Yes, I am. But I am not a Derrick Henry hater. I just think that he's kind of reaching the end of his reign because, I mean, he's 27 and he's gotten 2,000 yards the past two years. He's gotten 400 touches the past two years. It's on its way. I don't know if it's going to be like, for instance, his next couple games, it's against Indianapolis. Oh, RIP for the Jets. RIP for the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) And then on a roll here. Oh, he's going to get on a roll. And so like, I, I just think that there will come a moment where they're going to realize we have to take some work from Derrick Henry to keep him for playoffs. It's a very good point. All righty. So moving into our next matchup here, we have the New York jets taking on the Denver Broncos. Casey, who are you picking? I'm going with the Broncos. The Jets are just a big pile of garbage. So I'm, I'm going with uh, give me some Denver Broncos and my boy Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it's it's the Broncos. I don't really think there's anything particular to watch. I mean, just, just keep watching the game. That's all I can say. I don't really think there's any secret sauce to either team that you're trying to figure out value. I mean, it's it just it, – it is what it is. But the only thing is, is – When's Javante Williams finally taking over? He looked better last week, but it's not like it was exponentially better. So, I mean, it's just kind of waiting for that. If I'm the Jets, I'm doing my best to protect my franchise quarterback from one, throwing another four interception game, but two, uh, going up against Von Miller and Bradley Chubb's back from injury, correct? Nope. He's He's going to have arthroscopic uh, surgery Uh... on his ankle. Dang it. Okay. Well, still Von Miller coming off the edge. I mean, just taking off his head, uh, which by the way, uh, Zach Wilson, um, he, he, he looks like he just graduated high school um, and he's leading a bunch of men just saying. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, Denver Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, watch Cortland Sutton go off again. Uh, it should be a pretty good game. <laughs> For the Broncos, at least. All righty. So moving into our next matchup here, we have the Dolphins taking on the Raiders. 
down in the death hole known as death hole? <laughs> uh sorry the death star they're in, they're in sorry i mix i mix their two terms the death star it's, and the black hole the death hole that yep. sounds very medically unstable and, and it is um especially if it's after four hours but <laughs> anyways um casey who are you picking raiders or dolphins this week um so i think a big factor will be if uh, tua plays um, because then you're downgrading to uh, J- Jacoby Brissett, who has not had much uh, practice throwing to the wide receivers and the entire uh, offense. So, and uh, Derek Carr is just looking mm. good this season, even Same. with uh, Come on. even with uh, Josh Jacobs being out last week, he still had a great game. And so I'm gonna to. I'm gonna go with uh, the Raiders this week. Yes, listen, I'm a Dolphins fan, so this one hurts me a little bit. But the Raiders are about to be three and zero. And I think after they go 3-0, they should be a kind of a down-key wild-card pick. So I don't think they're going to beat out the Chiefs for that division. But I think they should start to kind of perk some interest unless they do what they always do and fall flat on their face. Something to watch from this game is just Derek Carr. Can he continue to do what he can do? But the real thing is, does Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards have a better week this week? Because I feel like we're about to start to see one of those two emerge as the consistent wide receiver one option. Just kind of keep your eyes peeled for that. And if Tua Tungavaloa doesn't play, just don't start Dolphins unless you have to, like me with Miles Gaskin. Yep. Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Raiders all the way. I think they're going to win and start 3-0. and So good for them. All righty. So we're going to move into the next game here. We have the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson taking on Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings along with Dalvin Cook. Jacob, will Davin Cook have a good game and help them get to a W this week? A, Dalvin Cook will have a great game. B, I don't think they win. I just think that Seattle's got too much weaponry on the outside with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who's going crazy, that they're just going to be able to outpace them. Although I do think this will be a very good game to watch. I like, I'm excited for it. I just think it's going to be a great game, but I do think that Seattle squeaks out the dub. Casey. Uh, I will disagree with Dupree in the fact that I think Dalvin Cook is not going to have. You can cram it, your crammer. Get out of only, here. Only out your classroom because door. of his, uh, I saw like three different times he was dealing with an injury. And so I think they're going to take it a little more careful with him oh. this week. And so therefore they're going to be more pass heavy. Um, but I do believe that the Seahawks are going to come out with a win. He does this every year, at least twice a game. Yeah, I, I think the Seahawks are going to win. I hope DK Metcalf has a good game because I'm kind of tired of all the, the good touchdowns going to Tyler Lockett as a DK Metcalf owner, but that, that comes with the territory, I guess. Sounds about right. All righty, so moving into our next matchup here, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams here, probably for an epic matchup. Casey. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, so this one, I am going to go off off script. I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, that secondary for the Bucks is atrocious, and I just see Matthew Tech, Matthew Stafford taking advantage of it. So I'm going to actually go with the Rams. Listen, not, you're not crazy because I chose the Rams as well. I think this is going to be an NFC Championship preview, uh, just because I think the Rams division is going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, this game is just going to be – it's going to be, the I think, probably the most fun one to watch on the week just because of all the star power that's involved. But, I mean, can Cooper Cup still be absolutely nuclear? I don't know. Let's find out. 
I mean, Tampa Bay are just going to kind of be along for the ride, and whichever receiver scores is whichever receiver scores. But it'll be a great game for sure, but I'm picking the Rams because they have a better defense top to bottom. You know, I'm, I'm kind of upset because I wish this would get flexed to the Sunday night game. I know they have the 49ers and, and the Packers, but this should be a Sunday night game. They should be getting as many primetime games for that SoFi Stadium because for $5 billion, <laughs> um, they, they're going to need it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, Tom Brady, um, clear eyes, Tom Brady can't lose. So I'm, I'm picking Tom <laughs> Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so, yeah, enough said. I would also want to uh, see how good uh, Rob Gronkowski does this week as well. Can he keep up the momentum having four touchdowns in two games up to well, this point? Is he doing the TB12 method? Yes. Bro, it's because, Next listen, question. the defenses are too busy covering freaking Mike Evans, Antonio yeah. Brown, and Chris Godwin, so he's kind of the forgotten man, but that's a solid forgotten man to have if you're on the on the freaking Buccaneers. Yeah. Guys, if, if either of y'all make it big, just remember that I want to be like your Gronk. You're, you just want to – you know, help me tag along for the ride, you know, and just be able to win another championship, whatever it may be in the form of life. I, can I, do just, that. I just want to point that out to both of you. When I write I a book, you. I'll make I you, you a, a co-author for putting a period on a sentence. There you go. Ginger, I, I want to be, I want to be the Gronk to your Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So our Sunday night game of the week, we have the green Bay Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, the Aaron's doing very well uh, in that second half against the, Detroit Lions in the Minot football game taking on the San Francisco 49ers, which have been kind of sputtering. And uh, Colby's infinity gauntlet of running back depth is slowly crumbling. It's crumbling. I think this game's going to be a dirty game. I think it's going to be Green Bay all the way. I just don't see San Francisco being able to keep up or compete with a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Casey. Yeah, no, I think if uh, the 49ers were at full, full, uh, 100% health, it'd be a closer game, but Green Bay all the way. Yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you. That's three Green Bays. Uh, I think the Packers are going to destroy them, and I think Aaron Rodgers is getting into midseason form, and it, it definitely helps that he has a running game now, and I think uh, LaFleur is kind of listening more to what Aaron Rodgers is wanting from this offense. Randall Cobb looked halfway decent, and uh, Bobby Tunyon. Man, did you did you guys see that third down touchdown catch that he had? It was it, it was, was a great incredible. pass. It was incredible. And then I watched the the commentary from uh, Peyton and Eli. When you have former Super Bowl quarterbacks saying that pass is good, you know it's good. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it should it should be a good matchup. But like I said, I, I really do think it should be Tampa Bay and the Rams for the Sunday night game. And of course, without further ado, the ultimatum. We have the Monday Night Football game. We have the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Arlington to take on the Dallas Cowboys. So, Dallas Cowboy resident fan, Casey, who are you picking? So, I think if the game was in Philadelphia, I'm going with Philadelphia. But with it being in Dallas this time around, I'm going Dallas. Oh, you're such a homer. I know. (laughs) No, I I still think Dallas wins. I'm... I think it will be closer than we think, but I think uh, with Trayvon Diggs kind of making his appearance as a potential, like, number one corner, being able to follow somebody, I think that's going to be excellent. I think that's going to neutralize any Devonta Smith hopes that you might have, but I really just think it's going to be the Cowboys game where the Tony Pollard show becomes a thing, baby. False. No, I, I, I completely agree with Jacob on I'm this. Right, I, I, I agree I with both of you. I agree with Jacob. I, I, I don't. Think- 
I think the Cowboys are going to win. I think it's going to be the Tony Poll- uh, Tony Pollard show, and I think they're going to do the best that they can to protect uh, protect protect Dak. Words are hard. Words are very wrong. Dak getting wrong. into Week Four. So that that that's how I'm wrong. seeing it. Okay, Tony, Tony Pollard for life. Okay, I, I feel like uh, Casey has uh, stated his case uh, for Zeke that we're wrong. <laughs> That we don't I would have never have known. <laughs> I like the defense there on that. All righty. So we have our matchup set. Our picks are set, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, we're going to bring this podcast to a close. We'd like to say thank you to everyone who has been uh, listening to us. Thank you. Uh, please rate and review wherever you may be listening to us, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. I also want to thank Casey for joining us this uh, episode 38. Thank you, sir, for joining us today. And Jacob, if you wouldn't mind telling the fine folks another way that they can contact us, especially with the Sobapia cheesecake recipe. We're still I'm waiting. Dang about this. I want it. But you can send most us- of you have our numbers. Like I know, just send me a text, dang it. Like that counts, I'm starting. Okay? I'm starting to feel offended by it, honestly. <laughs> You can send us any question you have at Twitter on at Misfit at, uh, words are hard. Send us a message on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF, or you can email us a delicious Sopa Pete cheesecake recipe, please, for the love of God. We're actually getting desperate for it at the.misfit.ff at gmail.com. Seriously, please. We Casey, want it. Casey, do you have one? I do not have one. I eat, I eat nope, everyone else. Not invited. Not invited. Drama, do you know anyone that does? <laughs> I might be able to ask my mother. It better be freaking good or I'm going to be mad at you. Uh, Jacob, by the way, what should I wear on Thursday for work? Oh, listen, the color of pants for the Thursday, you know. Hey. <laughs> whoa. The, 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 the pant, oh, that's a shirt. <laughs> the pant coloration choice for your Thursday uh, trip to work. I think it should be a nice, like, well, very light tan color. I mean, I'm feeling the tan with the pleats, you know, especially if you got like a meeting or something. Yeah. With the pleats. It'll look good. It'll look hot, baby. Do you think I should wear like a metal clipped belt or, or no go with the old school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The metal clipped belts. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we say goodbye for now, but we'll see you again soon next week for our recap episode 39 on Tuesday. After the Tony Pollard breakout, baby. Everybody Whoa. have a great weekend. Wrong. Casey, I hope you lose. Bye, guys.